For over 45 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green will give you the kind of person-to-person help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome, listeners, to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary, located at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, trying to bring you a wide variety of really good information all about you and your health. This is a reminder that we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., So please join us next week for Kevin's interview on nutrition. I also wanted to remind you that Village Green's nutrition advisors have an exciting new tool to use. It's called the Natural Medicines Comprehensive Database and is considered the most authoritative resource available. It provides unbiased scientific information on dietary supplements, natural medicines, and complementary alternative and integrative therapies. So that's exciting. Uh, You can go by the store or go online for information about your health and information about the supplements. Now, today, uh, before we get started with our guest, who is Dr. Mesh Seibel, and he is a global leader in women's wellness and menopause, So we are going to talk today about the estrogen window, the breakthrough guide to being healthy, energized, and hormonally balanced. Now, ahead of time, I always like to talk about news you can use and what's happening in the news. We just finished with Autism Awareness Month in April, and I've been following up with some information on autism, lots of questions, lots of calls and contacts, regarding this. And of great concern is a new study that suggests that high levels of folate in pregnant women's blood might be linked to autism in infants. Now, folate's regularly found in large quantities as its synthetic variant, folic acid, and in prenatal vitamins. And the study calls into question a very common piece of accepted wisdom or advice It was really nothing new for pregnant women. Most women go into pregnancy full of hope, excitement for the future, and folic acid has been one of the stable recommendations over the years. Now, the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health found that if a new mother has a very high level of folic acid right after giving birth, more than four times what is considered adequate, the risk that her child will develop an autism spectrum disorder doubles. They also found that there are very high levels of vitamin B in the blood as well. What's wrong with this study? Well, first of all, folic acid is not active. It has to be converted to active forms of folate. And that enzyme called methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase, MTHFR, is commonly or not uncommonly found in mothers whose children develop autism. It's commonly, not uncommonly found in those who miscarry frequently. 
There are a host of other symptoms associated with this gene variant malfunctioning, with this gene variant resulting in an impaired methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase enzyme. What does that mean? Think of an enzyme like a bridge. If you have traffic to go over the bridge, but they have blocked several lanes, the traffic builds up. That's not a good thing. In the body, high folic acid in the serum or plasma and high B12 in the serum and plasma, and this can also be true of B6, doesn't indicate excess. It doesn't necessarily indicate that there was too much. Why? Because they didn't test for cars on the other side of the bridge. How many cars are getting over the bridge? Not many. So what happens is folic acid hangs around because it doesn't convert thoroughly to active folates, methylfolate being one of those. B12 does not convert to active forms such as hydroxy or methyl B12. And that results in an increased risk for a whole host of neurodevelopmental delays, including autism. So this study may be telling us nothing. There's no indication that they did the proper tests. All they measured was serum and serum plasma, folic acid, and B12. So what they know is that the individuals were taking in folic acid and absorbing it and taking in B12 and absorbing it. But was it being utilized? If you take money to the bank and it gets put in a vault and you don't have access to that vault, that money's not functional. And in your body, if you're not converting well, then you're not getting active function from folate and B12. So what I think this study shows is that those mothers who were more likely to have children with autism when their folic acid levels were elevated and B12 levels were elevated were actually suffering from a deficit of functional folate, functional B12. Now, since they didn't do the testing, we don't know that. And it's a conundrum to me. There's the classical test in the urine is FIGLU, and that's the folate test. If that's elevated, then you have poor folate function. Methylmalonic acid is a textbook measure for B12 function. Again, if it's elevated, you have poor B12 function. Now, why is an elevated FIGLU and an elevated MMA associated with poor function? Go back to my bridge. If the bridge is not efficient, if several lanes are blocked, traffic backs up. In the body, if an enzyme functions poorly, then the nutrient or the substance that's supposed to be converted to another substance that does not occur well, and we get into trouble. So that is news you can use, and since I've gotten quite a few calls on this issue, I thought I would clarify it. I'll follow up. Uh, I want to interview the authors of the study and ask why they chose to not use this more, uh, the more specific testing. Now, a little bit more about autism. Uh, first of all, autism is a, it's an umbrella term. If we wanted to really be accurate, we'd call it autisms 
because it is a whole host of conditions that can occur in children. We know it's increased. When I became interested in this subject, it was one in 2000, and that has increased in frequency so that we're now one out of 61. Some states have one out of 41. Uh, Some areas within states are higher of interest The areas in states that have the highest pollution in the environment have a higher frequency of autism. And and fetuses are extremely susceptible to toxins because they're growing at an extremely rapid rate. So a little detriment in nutrient availability or the accumulation of toxic metals can have a profound effect on a fetus as compared to a full-grown adult. And, of course, infants and toddlers are rapidly growing as well, so they're certainly affected. Some of the major underlying uh, conditions that we find in autism, they can include these inborn errors of metabolism uh, that are mild, that can be identified and can be adjusted for, the folate example. If someone has the defect in MTHFR, we know to give active active folates, methylfolates, there are a variety of active forms of folic acid, there are a variety of active forms of B12, and we can give those as well. Underlying issues in autism are defects in function of magnesium. Again, they may have enough in the bloodstream, but function poorly. Also, omega-3 fatty acid deficiencies. This is major. Toxic metals. It doesn't mean they're overexposed always. It just means that many of the children with autism have defects in their ability to rid toxins. Vitamin D deficiency is another common finding. Vitamin D deficiency is as important as folic acid deficiency or folate deficiency in pregnancy with regard to development. High-carbo diets, what do they do? They increase the risk for gestational diabetes. They deplete zinc. Zinc's part of the insulin molecule. And so a woman who has high-carbo diet and not adequate protein in that diet is going to have more pregnancy nausea and, as I said, higher risk for uh, diabetes during uh, the pregnancy period called gestational diabetes. Artificial additives, preservatives, flavoring, coloring, and sweeteners, they need to come out. Lots of good studies on the fact that toxic chemicals and the artificial additives add a burden to a developing child. These do not contribute to good development. They can be harmful, particularly in those who detoxify poorly. Many have food reactions. The milk and gluten effects the physiologic basis for that. The gut does not digest the milk opiates, and there are natural opiates in milk and gluten, and that can be identified in urine and blood, believe it or not. And the biomedical treatment, and that overview is to look at three legs on the table. We want to look at, from a medical point of view, And some children do need medications. We want to identify the underlying metabolic, digestive, neurological, immune, and nutritional deficits that are found in that child. 
And autism is not identical in every child. This is true of most health conditions. So we're interested in each child and what is unique to them. We address those issues. And what we say is autism is treatable. Recovery is possible. Autism Research Institute. Go to autism.com for that information. And the autismexchange.com. Lots of good information and links. All that I think all that you would want to know about autism. Good answers, uh, frequently asked questions, good information, webinars. It's a relatively new site. I think you'll find it fascinating. So if you've just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Please stay with us. We'll be right back after this break with more good information for you. We're talking about the estrogen window with Dr. Mesh Seibel. Solgar number seven can help you feel the difference. Solgar number seven actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar number seven is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar number seven help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar number seven says yes. Solgar number seven. Available at Village Green Apothecary. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Are you under a lot of stress at work? Pressure from the boss, budget cuts, impossible workloads? It can all take a serious toll on your health, but we can help. Village Green Apothecary has everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. A wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 45 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognisure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognisure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognisure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognisure. Remember, Cognisure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't handle? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula for you, or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. We invite you to talk with one of our compounding specialists today. Our team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths offering customized products and personalized healthy living plans to ensure your well-being. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301 0800 or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome listeners to the second segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 
1500 AM. The show is brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, alternating the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, trying to bring you a wide variety of really good information all about you and your health. Now, remember that we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. You can join uh, Kevin next Sunday for his interview on nutrition. Now, today's guest is Dr. Mesh Seibel, a global leader in women's wellness and menopause, a previous member of the Harvard Medical Faculty, and currently a professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Our subject is the estrogen window, the breakthrough guide to being healthy, energized, and hormonally balanced through perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. I want to give you a little bit more information on Dr. Seibel. He is editor of My Menopause Magazine and creator of Menopause Breakthrough System and recipient of multiple awards, including the Best Doctors in America and the Media Award from the North American Menopause Society. Dr. Mesh has been featured in People Magazine, Discover Magazine, Today, MSNBC, hosted PBS specials, and appeared on many other media outlets. He is also a frequent keynote speaker for numerous organizations, businesses, and conferences. Dr. Mesh and his wife live in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, Dr. Seibel. It's my pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Well, tell us uh, how you got interested and how your journey began on this subject. Well, my journey began quite a while ago. Uh, when I first came to Massachusetts in the, uh, well, a long time ago, I was doing infertility. I came to Boston one year after the first in vitro fertilization in the world in uh, with the doctors Edwards and Steptoe, and I wanted to do the first one in the United States. So when I came to Harvard to start my work, I got right into the infertility world, and what ended up happening was, in a course of time, we had the one of the very first ones, it wasn't the first, but one of the very first uh, in vitro fertilization babies. And after doing that for about 20 years, many of my patients wanted to stay on with me. So many of them were in menopause and needed hormone therapy, and then in 2002, a study came out that said that taking estrogen was possibly responsible for causing breast cancer and heart disease and dementia and a whole lot of other terrible things, and women were throwing away their estrogen like crazy. And then about seven months later, what happened was my there was a, a gene called the BRCA, the BRCA gene, or the breast cancer gene, was uh, researched and discovered. And because my wife had lost many of the women in her family to ovarian cancer, because this BRCA gene is now called the breast ovarian uh, hereditary syndrome, uh, she tested for the gene and was positive and had to go and have her tubes and ovaries removed, which threw her into very early menopause. And now I had my patients and my wife and I really had to figure out why this was going on, and I had a big why to figure out what to do about it, and particularly only seven months after they were saying that the BRCA gene and, and estrogen, uh, that estrogen was causing breast cancer. So that's how I got started in it. 
Well, that's fascinating. That's quite a journey, and it's logical if uh, your patients were with you for that time that that you were sort of invited into the menopause uh, arena. Uh, tell us what you noted in looking at the research that had been done and how you went forward with this. Well, it was really interesting. Back when the study was uh, done, this, this 2002 WHI study, uh, the reason that that study basically got it all wrong, I mean, it was well-intended, but it was misguided, was that there were so many women on estrogen that they couldn't accurately compare the groups of women who got hormones and the women who didn't. And so what ended up happening was the women who received the estrogen, and I want to say that first study wasn't even about estrogen. It was about estrogen and a synthetic progesterone called Provera. So it was Premarin, the estrogen, plus Provera, Prempro. So the women who got the Prempro were between 60 and 79 years of age, almost all of them. And the women who were the placebo, who got the sugar pill, were between 50 and 59 years of age. So they were comparing healthy 50 to 59-year-olds to women who were 60 to 79 years old. And the 60 to 79-year-old women in the study were not all healthy. Many of them were smokers and had high blood pressure and had diabetes and other risk factors for health conditions. So who do you think is going to end up you know, having more problems, the older women with medical illnesses or the younger healthy women? And, of course, the answer is the older women who had more health problems, and that's what happened. And as a result, they misinterpreted that information. And so my goal was to try and look at that information, age-matched, and subsequently many other studies have also come out. And that's really what my book, The Estrogen Window, has done. It's readjusted and reanalyzed this study so that, Women can go in and become partners in their health care because in the eight minutes you get, you have to have the wisdom of knowing what it is you think is possible and going in and trying to get that in the time allotted, and that's what I wanted to accomplish. Well, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. When we looked at the uh, data and we looked at what was being used, they were not bioidentical hormones. Uh, they were hormones that had, could be and had identified as being cancer-promoting. Um, tell us more. This is so interesting. I'm, I'm interested in more detail on, uh, did you talk to some of the researchers? Were you able to get a handle on uh, these inconsistencies in the study? Well, first of all, I did look at all of the existing papers that came, the original data, and then a reanalysis has been done of the original data, actually using the same information but adjusting it for age. But also, I, in my capacity as editor of My Menopause magazine, I was calling all the, most all of the researchers who did the key studies all around the world, and I interviewed them at the meetings and so forth. And I actually 
took all the it's like my concept of it is is that i would t- i took the whole engine apart and put it on the driveway <laughs> and then what happened was when i tried to put the pieces back together there'd always be one piece left over so whosoever piece it was i would call up those authors and i would say well listen i'm not if this is what you say is true how does it turn out that this doesn't happen and over a series of several years it took me several years to work to write the estrogen window because i wanted to get it so that people could go and talk to their doctors about things and actually understand it. And so it turns out that estrogen actually, particularly women who've had a hysterectomy, estrogen alone actually lowers the risk of breast cancer, actually lowers the risk of heart disease, actually lowers the risk of dementia, osteoporosis, and other things if it's taken in the estrogen window. And the thing about it is, is that many times women think that estrogen or menopause is a, something for, quote, older women. And it is true that the mean age of menopause is age 51 in the United States. But between 5 and 10% of women go into menopause before age 45. And 1 in 100 goes into menopause before age 40. And one in a thousand goes into menopause before age 30. And one in 10,000 goes into menopause before age 20. And so we have to look at menopause as something that's not about age, it's about transition. And because the women go into menopause have symptoms up to a decade before, all women could be challenged with the uh, symptoms of menopause and the consequences of it. And that's why I want to educate, to advocate, because if women can educate for themselves and get educated by reading the estrogen window and other things they learn, then they can advocate for themselves with their health care providers. And I read an article in the New England Journal of Medicine only a couple of weeks ago that said that because of the fear and confusion surrounding estrogen and hormone therapy, that there were 80% fewer women taking estrogen today than there were in 2002. And because of the impact of so many fewer women on hormone therapy, the new doctors coming out, and many of the older doctors in practice are not familiar with how to treat with hormone therapy, and on top of that, they're not as familiar with the symptoms of menopause. And you can't look at menopause as beyond as the same thing as the reproduction any more than you can think of mature women as just young women in puberty Uh, being older, there's differences in these different age demographics in terms of their particular needs and issues, and they're very different. And people have to be attuned, healthcare providers have to be attuned to each stage of life as having a continuity, of course, but also their own uh, unique issues and things that have to be protected and looked out for. Well, this is so refreshing, and you certainly describe and explain it very well. And for our listeners who have just tuned in with us, I want to remind you that you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I'm Dana Lake. I'm your host for the hour. We're having an interesting conversation with Dr. Mesh Seibel, and we're talking about the estrogen window, the breakthrough guide to being healthy, energized, and hormonally balanced through perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. So stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. 
Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Zymogen is pleased to announce the arrival of Fit Food, a delicious, high-quality, functional food that's formulated to support weight management, healthy body composition, glycemic management, cardiovascular and immune health, and more. Each delicious serving of Fit Food contains 21 grams of pure New Zealand-sourced bioactive whey protein, 6 grams of fiber-immune-supporting oat beta-glucan, and additional glutamine, glycine, taurine, and MCTs. Fit Food provides holistic support for today's active body. Learn more at Zymogen.com. Available now through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's NeuroOptimizer comes to the rescue. NeuroOptimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. NeuroOptimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. NeuroOptimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green Apothecary. Did you know at Village Green, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake. I, I, I alternate the show with Dr. Kevin Passaro, and we try to bring you a lot of really good information all about you and your health. And a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via their website and the store on Cedar Lane. You can ask for advice. They carry a superior line of supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Now, we're here every Sunday morning. Just a reminder, you can tune in next Sunday for Kevin's interview. Today's guest is Dr. Mesh Seibel, a global leader in women's wellness and menopause, a previous member of the Harvard Medical Faculty, and currently a professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Our subject is the estrogen window, the breakthrough guide to being healthy, energized, and hormonally balanced, through perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. 
We've been talking about your journal, your journey, Dr. Seibel, through this mm-hmm. issue and the controversies. And let's uh, re-describe what the estrogen window is and how it applies uh, for those who may not have heard you in the uh, earlier segment. Sure. The thing about it is, is that uh, what I have discovered is, is that how is it possible that estrogen was the most number one pill in America in 2001? And then in 2002, it's certainly becoming vilified and was the worst thing since I don't know what. It was just a terrible thing that people feared and were confused about. How is the same medicine given credit for helping women with so many aspects of their lives? And at the same time, how could it suddenly be causing breast cancer and heart disease and, and dementia and other things? How is that possible? And after reevaluating the actual same, medic- uh, same information, that um, that um, was originally produced. It turns out that what was that what is essential is there is an estrogen window, a window of opportunity in which if you begin taking estrogen in your window of opportunity, you lower the risk of heart disease, breast cancer, dementia, and if that window closes. The reverse could be true. Now, the estrogen window actually begins at the time of menopause. Now, it starts at the time of menopause, and it continues and stays open for somewhere between 5 and 10 years. And it might even stay open longer in certain organs of the body and a little bit less in others. For instance, there's a different estrogen window for brain, breast, bone, bladder, etc. So it's important that, and that's why I wrote the book, is so that people can have the information specific. But the estrogen window is this window. And I want to talk about, in particular, the importance of understanding that women who go into early menopause are premature menopause. In other words, earlier in their lifetime, are more prone to conditions than even the typical woman, and therefore estrogen treatment, if taken at the beginning of early menopause or premature menopause, can actually um, prevent these increases in symptoms and in chronic illness. So it's particularly important for that. Yes, we are seeing earlier and earlier menopauses in, in women, and uh, my understanding is that the Western culture menstrual cycle has become a disease, so to speak, that uh, in areas where they haven't had as com- much commercial food in Europe and South America, the menstrual cycle is not a major issue. PMS is not major as it is here, and menopause is not as major. And I had a lot of experience working with the Inter-American Development Bank And what surprised me is that none of the women that I worked with complained, whether they were teenagers all the way through menopausal age, complained about their menstrual cycle. And I thought, gee, they must be more hardy than we are in the U.S. And I found out, no, there's just a significant difference in the hormone changes based on diet, additives, hydrogenated oils, etc., So that was interesting, and I hear you saying that we are seeing menopauses 
starting earlier. Is that trend continuing, Dr. Seibel? Well, actually, what I intended to say was the mean age of menopause is 51, and that has not changed. Okay. But there are a subset of women, 5 to 10%, who will go into menopause before age 45. That's early menopause. And one in 100 before age 40, and one in 1,000 before age 30. Those people exist, and that is not necessarily a function of nutrition and diet. It's a, a lot of other things. And also recall, too, that one of the things that women worry about are different genetic conditions, such as the BRCA gene, for instance, the breast cancer gene. And many women for that and for other reasons will have their ovaries removed also at an earlier age than 51 in order to prevent ovarian or breast cancer. So we have an increasing population of women going into early menopause who are doing so to protect themselves from other conditions. Then we also have other diseases like endometriosis or ovarian cysts or or many other uh, conditions that lead women to have surgery uh, or they have cancers of different kind that cause them to have radiation, etc. So there are a lot of reasons that women go into earlier menopause. Not to not to uh, minimize the fact that a good nutrition and a healthy diet and natural foods and so forth, whole foods are, are not wonderful for your health and your you know for your mood and for every aspect of your life. But the mean age of menopause has been a rather constant. So that has stayed constant. Yes. Um, and and that's good to know. And I'm, I'm very aware of, that we're seeing younger and younger women with, with problems with their menstrual cycle. And it seems mm-hmm. to be coming more severe. I think the major nutritional issue was the hydrogenated oils. They take the place, they're antagonists to the omega-3s and somewhat to the omega-6s, but mostly omega-3s. And in an epigenetic fashion, they have influenced, uh, even if, if we have a generation not consuming margarine and hydrogenated oils, mother, grandmother, great-grandmother may have. And so uh, that does increase uh, risk for hormonal imbalances. And uh, many of the other countries never even permitted margarine or hydrogenated oils. So... Uh, I I am always interested in this because I I got my master's at the University of Maryland and they're the top trans fatty acid lipid researching unit in the world and so they were close and I was there uh, during that research. Uh, go back with us. Uh, talk a little bit more about your good advice. Uh, in your, I love this estrogen window term. I think that's very descriptive. Can we talk a little bit more about that with regard to your recommendations for women? Well, I think that for at this point in time, if women do read the estrogen window, and one of the things I want to say is I have purposely put 11 pages of index into the book so that you can go and find the parts that are of interest to you in particular. And also, The whole book is highly evidence-based, and by that I mean all the things I've written about in the book are completely uh, footnoted so that you can find those resources if you want. But it's written for the lay public. It's a very easy read. One of my women wrote me back, and she said she read it in a day because it was easy to read, and she really wanted that information. 
And I think that it's the empowerment that women get to be able to go into their doctor's or healthcare provider's office that is so essential because right now, Fear and confusion have kept women away from estrogen and hormone therapy. And let me just say the impact of that has been tremendously bad for women. For instance, the belief is that as a result of the estrogen causing increased risk of heart disease by not taking estrogen, and this is data extracted from the original WHI, the original Women's Health Initiative, that said estrogen caused heart disease when we looked at it by the estrogen window criteria. It turns out that estrogen increased the risk of heart attack for women, and it is believed that between 2002 and 2012, that about 50,000 women have died prematurely from heart disease that would not have, based on the original negative criteria, once it was sorted out. So 50,000 women lost their lives prematurely due to heart disease. If we look at estrogen's impact by not taking hormone therapy on women in the workplace, when women are striving and doing so many wonderful things in work and are doing all kinds of things and starting businesses, etc., we looked at a study that came out of uh, the American Journal of Public Health, and they looked at 500,000 women all of whom had, five, uh, had hot flashes, a symptom that you might think is just a nuisance. 500,000 women, 250,000 of them were treated for their hot flashes, 250,000 of them not treated for their hot flashes. These are all women working at Fortune 500 companies. The 250,000 women not treated for their hot flashes had one and a half million more doctor's visits than the women who were treated for their hot flashes. And that resulted in somewhere in the order of, of, of $400 million of cost to the medical system. So we are talking about women feeling that not sleeping as well, not performing as well at work, needing to take time off from work to go to see their health care provider, effects of that on self-esteem and the way they feel about themselves, all by not treating hot flashes, all associated to a lack of hormone therapy in this window of time beyond the 2002 study, and all of it preventable, and all of it safely so. And that's why I'm so passionate about my book, The Estrogen Window, because it tells women how and when to do it. It tells them which ones to take and really the information they need to talk with their health care provider. Well, this is wonderful, and I would assume that this book is also valuable for health care providers. Uh, Very it, much so. I, with all your uh, evidence-based information, the resources, uh, the footnotes, that makes a huge difference. Uh, a lot of, certainly, the lay public, uh, a certain percentage, are interested in it. Uh, others are saying, just tell me what to do. Uh, I, I don't want to go into all the literature, but the professionals do need that literature. So that's an exceptional way to write the book. Uh, for those of you who have just tuned in, you're with The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. And I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Please stay with us. We'll be right back after this break with more interesting information from Dr. Mesh Seibel on the estrogen window. Stay with us, folks. 
Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7. Available at Village Green Apothecary. If you have arthritis, everyday tasks can become a challenge. That's why more and more doctors are recommending Arthrobin, an all-natural medical food for the dietary management of osteoarthritis. It contains a combination of bioflavonoids, which work to reduce inflammation and joint deterioration, along with collagen peptides, which increase joint mobility, function, and repair. Arthrobin is not a drug and is virtually free of negative side effects. Look for Arthrobin by Designs for Health today, available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Multivitamins. That's right, certified organic, made with the highest quality standards, uncooked, untreated, unadulterated, non-GMO certified, vegan, and gluten-free. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics. Now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Some things are hard to stomach, and life doesn't stop for occasional immune challenges or intestinal distress. ProBalarti from Metagenics offers a new targeted probiotic approach for intestinal support. Help maintain control while traveling or as a follow-up to antibiotic therapy to support intestinal flora for healthy intestinal function. ProBalarti provides ID-certified probiotic strains suggested by research to enhance certain aspects of immune function in addition to promoting a healthy balance of intestinal microflora. ProBalarti is the go-to probiotic for patients on the go. Get it today. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, alternating the show with Dr. Kevin Pissarro. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And we do try to give you a lot of good information all about you and your health. And just a reminder that Village Green's nutrition advisors have a new tool called the Natural Medicines Comprehensive Database. It is considered the most authoritative resource available. It provides unbiased scientific information on dietary supplements, natural medicines, and complementary alternative and integrative therapies. So they're your good resource, whether you go online and or whether you visit the store on Cedar Lane. Now, today's guest has been Dr. Mesh Seibel. He's a global leader in women's wellness and menopause, a previous member of the Harvard Medical Faculty, and currently a professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Our subject is his book, The Estrogen Window, The Breakthrough Guide to Being Healthy, Energized, and Hormonally Balanced 
through perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. So uh, Dr. Mesh Seibel uh, has a lot to tell us, and I want to give you uh, sites that you can go to for more information. DrMache.com, that's Dr. D-R-M-A-C-H-E.com, AskDrMache.com, and MenopauseQuiz.com. So there's a lot of access. Let's talk about the menopause symptoms. Most people know the major ones, but there may be some minor ones that people aren't aware of or some quiet ones. Well, let me begin by saying that most women that go through menopause are going to have some symptoms, and the good news is most women don't have all of them. They just have one or two or a few, but those can be quite a nuisance and really have an impact on their life. So what are some of the most common ones? The most common ones are hot flashes, which, of course, are these feelings of warmth, and those their counterpart, which are night sweats, which come up in sleep, and that can be very disruptive. And that leads into one of the second most common things, and that is sleep disruption. Because of the night sweats or maybe a sensitive bladder getting up to go to the bathroom, many women will say their husband's got his prostate and they got their menopause, and between the two of them, there are two ships passing in the night on the way to the bathroom. And then the third is uh, the bladder symptoms. That's a, a very common one and one that's quite embarrassing. And I want to say to you ladies, in the audience said if you do have bladder symptoms, they're so embarrassing that the average woman waits between five and seven years to talk about it with her health care provider, and that means they're just denying themselves access to treatment, which doesn't have to be surgery. There's a lot of other medical treatments and so forth. So we've got night sweats and, and hot flashes. We have the uh, the disruption of sleep. We have the symptoms of sensitive bladder. Uh, another one that's very common is fogginess. The, the brain can't remember where they parked the car, can't find the keys if they remember where they parked the car. This is very common. And another thing that comes along with that is the anxiety and the uh, depression or mood swings that can come along with it. And if you are a person suffering from a mental health condition, you may find that as you approach menopause that many of the things that have been working well, either with talk therapy or with treatment with different kinds of medications, suddenly don't work so well. And I see many women who are struggling with a worsening of their mental health conditions, mood swings, and so forth, that I'm able to help with uh, these things often by putting myself in touch with their mental health provider and by helping these ladies go through menopause uh, and getting their their symptoms in order, which throws them back into balance again. So those are some of the most common ones, but there are many others that include dry skin, vaginal dryness, painful sex, and so forth. And if you listen, you just want to say, oh my, I'm just going to just not. It's terrible. But the good thing is, is that there's treatments for all of this stuff. And in the estrogen window, I actually break it down by organ system. I talk about the brain. I talk about the breast. I talk about the bladder. I talk about the bones and so forth. Each organ system, skin, vaginal tissues, et cetera, and talk about which hormones, which ones, how long, how much, et cetera, to help you so you're not just wandering around dealing with this stuff. There's something you can do very distinctly about it. 
And we also talk about alternatives because I know that as much as I feel that estrogen now has been vindicated and can be helpful to most women, there are going to be some for whom estrogen is not the answer or people are just going to be continue to be afraid. And if that's the case, I do discuss alternative treatments. But I want to say to you that it's very important for you to really try and be empowered and get the information you need so that you can be a partner in your health care. You want to go in empowered and informed so that when you have this discussion, you can ask the right questions. And if you are with someone who doesn't feel they can help you, then you can identify someone else who can because certainly there are people who are aware Though all doctors are still not clear about the benefits versus risk of hormone therapy. Yes, I think that uh, we we didn't pay enough attention to that or realize that the medical profession may not be up to date and and likely is not. Um, I wonder if I'm sure there's no question we can ask you haven't heard, but if someone misses the beginning of menopause, which is the beginning of that menopause window, Mm -hmm. is it is it helpful to begin estrogen in the mid of it or at the end of it? What is uh, obviously they wouldn't benefit as much, but what is your recommendation on that? Yes, as a matter of fact. You know, from if I wanted to make it very general, and it would not be completely accurate, but if I wanted to make it general, most women between 50 and 59 starting hormone therapy are going to be able to start it in that time frame. Okay. Having said that, women in early menopause should absolutely start it sooner. But if you don't start hormone therapy and you want to, and it doesn't begin at the day of your menopause starting, it's okay. There is a window, and you have to begin it in that window. Now, it may be that you don't continue it as long. It also depends on your genetic background. It depends on your medical history. It depends on your level of comfort with taking hormones. I mean, there are many components to go into this, what other medicines you're taking, and a whole host of other things. Each woman is an individual. But in general, it if you begin it, in the in the decade around menopause, that is the best time. The earlier that you begin it, the better. For instance, if you, when we talk about bone loss, if you start your bone your estrogen within three years of the beginning of menopause, any bone that you lose will be completely put back into your bones. Any calcium that comes out will be restored. If you wait seven years after you go into menopause, you will not lose any further bone, but the amount of bone that's been lost will be lost. And so you're going to have a little bit of calcium out of your bones in that window of time that won't be restored. And so there are comparable kinds of things in each um, organ system. And And so the sooner you begin, the better. But as long as you begin in the window, then it's a good thing. Well, that's good advice. Uh, is, is so, what you want women to do is to understand the side effects and advocate for themselves. And that kind of information is certainly in your book, the estrogen yes, it window. Is. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the talk a little bit about the menopause quiz. Uh, and you said it was menopausequiz.com. 
Yes, it's not the menopause quiz, but menopausequiz.com. And I created that so that women could have an idea of kind of where they were. A lot of women are wondering if they're the only one with this. And when I was talking about the symptoms, I kind of cringed myself because it sounds like, oh, my God, I'm just falling apart. It's awful. But that's not the case. Most women have a few symptoms. And depending on the individual, it could be very disruptive for her. So menopause quiz kind of gives you an idea of where you are. And it allows you to then get some follow-up information about it. And it gives you your score. You get like your report card about it. It tells you where you are compared to other women. And uh, it's very helpful. So it's menopausequiz.com. And a lot of people really find this helpful. And we, we talk about the six major symptoms of menopause and kind of put it into a um, the questions that are most common, and it's one of these scales of 1 to 10, and you kind of see where you are in this whole thing. And also, it's sometimes very helpful just for a person to find out, you know, here's where I am, and to kind of put it in perspective. Because, you know, when you're looking at your own life, we all tend to look very closely at the thing bothering us the most. And this allows you to step back and kind of see yourself in, in total. So it's a very helpful tool for women. Well, just a reminder for our listeners, uh, com. that's D-R-M-A-C-H-E dot com, and askdrmache.com, and menopausequiz.com. So you'll find a lot of good information, and the book is available uh, through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, so it's it's quite accessible. Uh, yes, it made it to number one in the menopause on Amazon when it was first released just a short while ago. And the reviews on this book have been amazing. Women have really written thank you notes, and it's really been a, very helpful for so many women. And I want to reach as many women as I can because I think it's if you don't if you don't take the time to stay well, you're going to have to make the time to get well. And I want you to stay well, and that's my passion, and to help you be empowered. When you go to talk with your health care provider, you need to have some information so when you optimize those minutes that you have, you are talking about the things that you need, you know what's possible, you know the kinds of things to ask for, and you have the chance to get them. And if, you, if you're talking a different language, then you can ask to see another doctor, another health care provider because there are people that are not are less informed they're well-meaning but people are busy and it took me several years to write this book digging it out and actually interviewing the people that wrote the article so we can't expect everyone to have had the opportunity to take that kind of time to tease it apart but you can get the information and what you need for your life for your health and for your vitality and that's what i want for you well, thank you. This has been so informative, and I want to thank you very much, Dr. Mesh Seibel, for being with us today. My pleasure. And thank you, listeners, for joining us on The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. And you can access this show or any of the previous shows through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. As our lives move forward, I am reminded that every day is a new day, every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive, health-enhancing choices. And please remember, it's not the number of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. 
Did you know at Village Green, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our other big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle today and every day. At Village Green, we've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living products for over 45 years. Visit Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or check out our website at myvillagegreen.com. 